I was standing inside my walk-in closet. I had just gotten out of the shower. I had my underwear on, and I'm standing looking at all of my clothes, the door behind me, trying to figure out what I was going to wear. When my six-year-old comes into the walk-in and says, Mom, why is your butt touching your legs? And I turned around and said, excuse me? And she said, well, yeah, as she reaches out with her little innocent fingers and pokes me in the bum and says, why is your butt laying on your legs, mom? (laughs) Well, because, honey, that's what happens when you have children. Your butt decides that it's tired. It's really, really tired of running around chasing children, and it just wants to lay down. And then I looked at her and I said, aren't you happy your bum doesn't touch your legs? And she's like, yeah, mom, I'm really happy. And I said, you know what? Mom works really, really hard for her butt to look as good as it does. And I am proud of the way that my bum looks. And you know what? It's okay that my butt touches my legs. And you know what, girl? Someday yours will too. Someday yours will too. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. You know, Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe is a podcast that is specifically for systems, systems of all sorts. And you know what I think? Sometimes being prepared for motherhood isn't just about tangible tools and resources and systems. Sometimes it's about being prepared for the internal battle that we all face and the mental systems that we need. Growing up, I was never talked to about what my body was going to look like after I had kids. And it wasn't until I met my best friend when I was in my early 20s and hadn't had children yet. And she had four kids already and was very open with her teenage years daughters that this is what a mom's body looks like. She had no shame and she was proud of the way that she looked after nursing four kids, being pregnant with twins, and having a body that visibly showed that she created, grew, and birthed humans. And what a beautiful thing that was. And when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I'm going to do with my kids someday. I loved watching and seeing how open she was with her daughters about what a female body looked like why it looked the way that it did and how they could look forward to having that as a part of their journey someday as they became mothers too. And even though I've been exposed in the generation that I live in 
to positive body image and less body shaming, I still came into being a mother with so much guilt, so much shame, embarrassment, and just negativity all around about what my body looked like after having one kid, and then it just got worse after kid number two. And I feel like today is a day when we can talk about this openly with our friends and we can still walk away from it with the exact same pressures to have a body that looks beautiful no differently than we ever have. This podcast is not easy for me to bring to you guys, but it's important to me. It's important to me because I have been on a serious journey to accept my body for the way that it looks after having children. And all I want to do today in this episode is talk to you about my journey through having children and working on my body image in a very positive way since then. Sometimes I think it's really impactful if we could just sit down and we could listen to what other women experience and understand that we're not alone. And so much of this podcast in its entirety is about that. But I want today specifically to be a day where we can sit down and we can address the scaffolding in our minds and peel back the layers and get down to the root of why we think the way that we think about our bodies. Why do we desire breast implants? Why do we desire tummy tucks? Why do we want to work our butts off in the gym? Why do we want to cut back calories? Why do we want to hide ourselves? Why do we want to have the lights off whenever we're intimate? Why do we not want to show our body to our friends? Why don't we want to be in a swimsuit? Why don't we feel good about the way that we look after we have children? Some of us didn't even like the way that we looked before we had kids, and then it just got worse. And my story and my journey is an interesting one. I'll tell you right here and right now that the reason that this topic is so hard for me to address is because I have been told all my life that I have absolutely no business ever having any negative thoughts about my body because I am thin, because I've never been fat a day in my life. But what people don't understand is no matter what shape your body is, there is always, always something that you will look at and think needs to be improved because we're comparing it against the ideal. We're comparing it against what culture tells us our body is supposed to look like. No matter how thin you are, then you're not shapely enough. And no matter how much of a full busted or a full butted woman you are, then you're not thin enough. So it doesn't really matter what our bodies look like. When we come to the table and we start talking about body image, There's always something that someone is going to be able to compare themselves to and wish and think and be told it should be better. And I decided that it doesn't matter what other people think about how thin I am or how I don't have to work hard at my body. I know that I have my own struggles and I have my own journey and I know that you do too. I know that you have your own struggles after being ballooned up like this huge mama bear carrying a baby animal and then being deflated after having all the children, you have your struggles too. They may look different on the scale and they may look different in clothes than me, but that's okay. Before I dive in to my journey, can I just tell you that I am so grateful 
that every single week you guys are pouring out love to me in my DMs, in my email, and you're sharing pictures and tagging me and you are letting other women know that you are having success by implementing the information and the systems that I am sharing in this podcast. It is rocking my world. Keep doing it. Keep telling your friends. Keep sharing it. It is seriously motivating me to keep pouring out every ounce of information that God gifted me to this planet with that I sit behind a microphone and a computer and in the walls of my own home and second guess like we all do with our gifts, like we all do with our passions. And I've just decided to put myself out there. And I hope you guys decide to put yourself out there too. And I hope everyone supports you. But what I want you to know is that your support has meant so much to me in these beginning months with this podcast. And please don't ever feel like you've shared too much or you've talked about it too much. Keep sharing. Keep telling me what is important and what's meaningful and impactful to you because it helps me to continue on this journey. And I am thrilled that we've made it this far. I'm so excited that we now have motherhood productivity sessions. I am in love with mentoring you moms. If any of you are in a space where you feel like you need one-on-one help and you want my eyes on your day and you want me to help you skip from A to Z in a hot flash, no more throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what's going to stick, I'm here for you. Click at the link in the bottom of my show notes and we can get you set up for a motherhood productivity session ASAP. But now let's get straight down to my journey with my body image. So I'm going to go back to what life was like before I had kiddos. I've grown up as a very athletic girl. I am very petite in my frame and I went through junior high, high school, and college being extremely active in competitive cheer and being very, very, very involved in track and long distance running. And I just always kind of had more of an athletic build for being as petite as I was. Well, then I got into college and I cheered in college for one year for my freshman year. And then after that, I wasn't really doing a whole lot. And so although I didn't technically gain my freshman 15, I gained it in my sophomore year. And then I started having a ton of health problems and I got hooked up with a naturopathic doctor and I changed my diet completely. I gave up all of the added sugars, no more soda, anything that was preservative, anything that doesn't grow from the earth or eat something that grows from the earth. It was completely out of my diet. And I immediately went back to working out. I started doing long distance running again. I got involved in some 5Ks and then eventually ran a couple half marathons. And then I got into weightlifting and I kind of really got my body back into this place where it was supporting me. And I was really really pleased with how athletic I could be in my 20s. And then I got pregnant. And for the first time in my life, I put on a lot of weight in a short amount of time. 
but I was thrilled with it because I wasn't petite anymore. I didn't have to shop in the junior section in the clothing departments. I could actually fill in a a pair of dress pants that women that work in the professional realm would wear and be respected for. All of my life, all of my life, I have struggled to find clothes that fit me. And when I was uh, in elementary school, my mother put me into etiquette classes and I went for several weeks and I learned how it's to sit and how to talk and how to walk and how to set a table properly and how to dress and how to conduct myself in a very traditional, formal sense of the female role. And at the very end of that program, we got to be involved in a fashion show. And I was heartbroken, devastated, because all of the girls that I was in that class with got to shop in the junior section, which I wanted to shop in because that's pretty much the age that I was in, later elementary years, and I was stuck in the little girl section. I had to wear little girl clothes, and I still remember to this day crying in the middle of Scottsdale Mall in Arizona, just devastated. I did not feel comfortable when I got to walk down the catwalk. I felt so insecure about what I was doing because I was tiny, because I didn't look the way that I was supposed to look at all. In comparison to everyone else that was right there where I was, I did not look the way I was supposed to look. Well, fast forward a ton of years later and I'm getting married. This is another example of me not being able to find the clothes that I want to be able to wear. And whenever I got married to my husband, Blaine, I had already had a daughter and I was a single mother at the time. So my body had changed from from the way that it was in my 20s. Obviously, we all know what that (laughs) looks like once you have a kid and your body changes so much. But I remember looking specifically for something to wear on our wedding night, and I was not able to find anything that would fit me at all. And I was devastated. I wanted to find something that was special for our wedding night, and I could not find a single thing. And so that right there just made me feel insecure and unable to provide the body image in my mind that I so greatly desired. And this is just the way God made me, just like your body is the way that God made your body. And there's not within reason, if you're taking care of yourself, if you're being active and you're eating the way that you're supposed to, that's really all that you can do. I mean, you can't change The fact that you're a shapely woman or you're a super teeny tiny stick woman like me, like you just can't change it. After getting pregnant with my first daughter and putting on all that weight and I was like, man, I really see how amazing this is to like be a woman with a figure. I was in love. I actually had cleavage. I was like, oh my gosh, this is what this is like. I remember one time putting the seatbelt on. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then actually being able to feel my boobs overneath, underneath my armpit, like next to my arm. Guys, like I never feel that. I never feel that. I feel my rib cage, you guys. <laughs> like it's so sad. It's so sad and I hate it. And we're going to get there. We're going to get where I'm at on my journey right now. But this is what it was like for me living in a full figured body. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing, you know? And then 
um, I deflate like a balloon. And that (laughs) would be how my daughter comes in and is like, Mom, why is your butt laying on your legs? Yeah, because after you have a baby, you completely deflate. Well, I then became a single mom and I worked my tail end off. I was in a really hard time in my life. And what I did to give myself the mental health that I needed is I worked out a ton. I made my body feel strong. I did everything I could to strengthen myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially. I did everything I could to get myself in a place where whenever I met the man that I was supposed to be with, that I would be prepared for it. And so my body image got a little bit better because I was filling in with some muscle to keep some shape, but I have to work unbelievably hard for that to happen. Like as hard as women have to work to be able to lose weight, I have to work that hard to not look like a stick person wearing a trash bag all the time. Like it's for real a lot of work for me. So I got to a point where I felt pretty confident with myself and I had ebbed and flowed, but still I'm going into dating and then I'm going into a marriage post baby. And that was extremely humbling and hard for me, just knowing that I was going to have to meet another person. And I knew that when I met the right person, that none of the effects of having a child would even matter, that he was going to love me no matter what. But the real question was, did I love myself no matter what? And so as I, we got married and I had my second baby, that's when it really hit me. Like, this is what my body's going to look like. I got pregnant again and I filled out and I had shape and I had a butt and I had legs. I could fit into clothes that don't ever fit me. I actually could wear a blouse and the darts in it would fit me. Like I felt like a woman, which I don't ever feel like. I always feel like a little kid. I never feel like a woman. And everything about me screams, I love being a woman, but I never feel like one. It's really, really challenging. It's, it can totally get me down just as much as everybody on the other end of the spectrum that doesn't feel good about their self because they have too much weight on them. I'm on the other end saying, I don't feel good about myself because I don't have enough weight on me. And like I said, I've been shamed for even having this conversation with women all my life. And I'm really putting myself out here with this episode to be able to talk to you about how hard I've worked to be able to accept my body for the way that it is, even though there are so many people that have told me that I should just keep my mouth shut and be grateful for the body that I have, which I am. My body is healthy and my body supports me to do a lot of incredible things. But that doesn't change the fact that our culture tells us that our body is supposed to look a certain way. And if it doesn't, we're not supposed to be proud of it. And I, I hit that head on after I had Bailey Mae, our second, and I, I didn't just deflate to the level that I did with my first one. It's like a whole nother level of deflating a balloon. And when I really started to see after I was done nursing and 
I had really gone back to just the way my body's going to be for the rest of my life. Like I've had my two kids. We're not planning on having any others. And this is what I'm left with. Like this is what I'm going to live with. The stretch marks, the scars, the saggy, the deflated. Things are not in the position that they're supposed to be in. They're much lower, saggier. Just, just, it's just there. It's just there. That's where it's going to be right? It's just, this is where life's going to be now. I'm like, okay, I got to deal with this. And of course, what's our first thought? I'm going to get implants. I'm going to go down and I'm going to get implants. And then I'm going to be in the gym and I'm going to do lunges and I'm only going to do the glute class at, at my gym. There is legitimately a class at my gym that is specifically for your glutes. And guess who goes to that class? moms, just moms. I don't think there is anyone in that class that is not a mom. Like I'm, I could bet my life on it because I'm not getting butt implants. Let's just be real. But the thought of breast implants, it's all I thought about for six months. It was like, do I want this? Do I not? I even went and I made an appointment with my naturopath. And I was like, tell me all the things. This is where I'm at. And God bless my naturopath. He's like, I can't make this decision for you. Um, you know, what are you struggling with? And he talked to me because he's a naturopathic doctor. He believes in looking at the entire picture. And he talked to me about just the mental aspect of it. He talked to me about the effects of it on my body, what effects it has on some women, the patients and experiences that he's had in his office regarding um, some of the complications I talked to him about what's going on with a lot of women getting their implants removed and how that is a very big fear of mine. And I just really got down to the nitty gritty with him and I wasn't really finding the answer that I wanted from him. And then I asked him, I said, if your wife came to you and she was very, very, very insecure with herself after nursing two children, what would you tell her to do? And he said, I would tell her not to do it. And I was like, all right. (laughs) So I left there and I was like, all right, I'm not getting implants. I'm removing it from the table. And guess what creeped in two weeks later? Oh man, should I go? Should I get breast implants done? I really want to do it. Oh my gosh. And it was this, it was a sick cycle back and forth and back and forth. And I'd sit down with my husband and I would talk to him about how it embarrasses me. And I wish that I could give him this ideal image and body that a woman that I want to be able to give him and just, just upset about it. I was upset about it for a long time. And here I am now two and a half years post birth, right? And I'm, I'm in a much better place now. But after year one, and after nursing had stopped, I was really struggling with how am I going to handle living in this body that I have zero control over for the rest of my life. When I get in a swimsuit, I'm wearing swimsuits that are made for girls. I'm not wearing swimsuits that are made for women because I don't have a body of a woman. And it's, it's so devastating. So, you know, I went back and forth and how am I going to give this to my husband and feeling ashamed and feeling embarrassed. And that's when I decided, you know what? let's stop. Let's look at this. Let's really dive in deep. And let's look at why I'm feeling this way. I had a conversation with my husband and I was like, look, this is going to be hard. This is going to be really hard, but we need to talk about this because I cannot live the rest of my life feeling 
ashamed of what my body looks like. My intimacy with my husband is very, very important. And it's an important part of all of our marriages. It's a very important part. Do I care what other women think of me or what other men think of me when I go to the pool? No, I don't care. I care what my husband thinks. Has my, my husband ever one time, ever one time, made me feel ashamed of my body? Nope. Never. Not one time. These thoughts, they're coming from my own head. They're coming from my mind. And I knew that. And that's why I was like, we need to sit down. We need to talk. And so when I asked him point blank, look, there is no wrong answer. And this is a horrible moment for you. But I'm going to need you to tell me. I need you to be very straightforward to me. What do you think of my body? And you guys can imagine. <laughs> He's like, I can't answer that question. It doesn't matter what I say. You're not going to believe me or is I can't answer that question. And I was like, look, I just am struggling. You know, I'm, I'm struggling to know that the body that I live in is good enough. And I know that that validation needs to come from within myself but I need to hear out loud that these fears and these ideas are things that I'm creating and they're not actual pressures from you. And so we had a long conversation and we've had that conversation a few times since then as I've begun to build my confidence and remove the committee and the culture and pressures that are in my head from growing up and from being in the world that we're in, right? And from looking at the magazines and seeing the women in Hollywood. And I mean, you guys, I live 20 minutes from Scottsdale, Arizona. And it doesn't even matter really what town you live in anymore. There are people that live in the middle of nowhere that have breast implants. Like this has infiltrated our worlds. Women are supposed to look a very certain way to be able to be attractive. And when I really sat down and thought, what happens if I go out and physically change myself? Is that going to fix the problem? No, it's not. Because then I have to stop and I have to think about what am I teaching my daughters about what they're supposed to do with their body after they have grown and birthed and nursed their children Am I supposed to teach them that then they're not supposed to like the body that they live in? And that's just what we do after we have kids. We go and we get our boobs fixed. And I couldn't. I couldn't grapple with it. I just was like, that. that is not what I want to teach them. I just don't want to teach them that. And if at some point in their life they decide to fix a certain part of their body surgically for it to fit the idea in their mind that they have that's them and that's on their journey but I really needed to think about what I wanted my journey to look like and I knew that it came down to something much more than just what I had to offer physically and knowing the history of women and how women are used in our culture how they are used as a point of gratification for men and as a source of sexual entertainment and pleasure and that's what our bodies are there for, I knew better than that. I know that that's not what my body's there for. I know that I was given the body that I am given and left with to grow and birth and nurse children. And this 
is what happens. I didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Quite frankly, I took incredible care of myself. I I took such good care of myself when I was pregnant that there is nothing that I did to cause my body to look like this. This is the way my body is supposed to look after birthing children. So then why would I want to change it? So that it fits what everyone else thinks a woman's body is supposed to look like? That's really what it came down to. And I had told myself that that was my husband's idea of what my body was supposed to look like after having kids too. And I believed it so much that I was legit ready to go down and put $5,500 on our credit card so that I didn't have to feel this way anymore. Like, I was ready. I was doing it. And I just, I couldn't sleep. I was like, I don't have peace about this. I can't do it. And then thank God for all the women that are sharing their stories about having their breast implants removed. Because without that, I don't think, I don't know how this podcast would sound. You know, I don't know where I'd be on my journey without them sharing that. Because it helped me to see that it's not all that it's cracked up to be. And the actual health benefits are not something that I want to deal with. So when I got to this place and I thought, okay, it's about something more. I know that if I go down and I do all of these modern surgical techniques to make me feel better about the body that I have after children, and I don't believe that it's actually going to fix the way that I see myself, then what is it? What is it underneath there that I need to address to make me feel better about the body that I'm living in? And one day, I thought, I'm going to focus on being the most attractive woman I've ever been for my husband in the way that I speak to him, in the way that I love my children, in the way that I carry myself with and without clothes on in an intimate space with him. I'm going to care about being attractive through the light that I shine from within me. And when I sat down and I stopped and I thought, if I could use all of the mental energy that I'm using right now, being concerned about what my body looks like and being concerned about it not being good enough and being concerned about how I want it to be better, if I took all that mental energy And I put it in to being concerned with how I address my anxiety, my stress, how I address my husband when he's disappointed me, how I always make sure that I respect him in the words that I choose. I can't even imagine how attracted he's going to be to me. I can't even imagine how proud I'm going to be of myself at the end of the day. If I take all of that mental energy and I put it into the being that I was created to be and stop worrying and fussing 
about the body that I'm living in after I've given birth to two amazing humans. This is the sweet spot that I need to learn to live in. But here's the sticky part. No one teaches women how to live in this space. Everyone teaches us through the marketing, through the advertisements, and through the language that they use about women and for women and to women that we're supposed to be uncomfortable unless we look and portray ourselves in a certain way. And I struggled so long trying to figure out how I could let go of what my body looked like. And then one day, that was it. I was like, I don't want to be the woman that has cleavage in her shirt and is a full-figured woman and has this knockout body, but yet I can't manage to keep my snippy attitude to myself whenever my husband's frustrated me or my kids are pulling at my pant leg. If I go to bed at night and now I'm wearing a full C bra like I did back in the day, but I was a biatch all day long, is that what I want? No, that's not what I want. Like there are parts of me in my life that I don't like about myself just as much as the parts of my body I don't like about myself. And why am I so concerned every day about what my body looks like? I need to be concerned about how I'm treating other people, how I'm loving other people, how I'm living and doing life with other people, not about what I look like to other people. That mental shift has been everything. Knowing that there's something greater to focus on gives me a purpose. It gives me a reason to let go of the insecurities and focus on things that I actually have control over that make me feel and make me know. It's not just a feeling. I know that I'm doing what I was put here on earth to do. You know, it's interesting since I've developed this thought process and restructured my mind in a way that it helps me get over what my body looks like and get through those hard moments. There are certain triggers, you know, and there always will be. This is going to be a lifelong journey for me. And I just stepped into it probably about maybe six, eight months ago when I had this mental shift and I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to care way more about attracting my husband to me for the godly woman that I want to be and not for the insanely gorgeous body that I am supposed to, in air quotes, have so that I could be attractive. It's a funny story because I was going through some pictures the other day, like way back in my photos, and I had a picture of myself in this tank top when my milk had just come in and I was breastfeeding. And for those of you that have breastfed, when your milk first comes in, like you will, you just already know, you already know where the story's going. Um, it's nuts. You guys, it, I showed the picture to Blaine and he was like, what in the world? And I was like, legit, like you guys, it looks like I have like Dolly Parton implants 
And I was like, wow, so that is what it would look like. And you forget about it because it was so long ago and it was like the most excruciating pain ever. So it's not even something that I was excited about at the time because it's so painful when your milk first comes in. It is for me anyway. And just seeing that picture, I had like, I don't know, it maybe wasn't even a full 24 hours, but I had a pity party for a moment. I was like, oh man, maybe I do want to go and get implants. (laughs) Maybe I do. And then here's one of my friends on Instagram posting about how great she feels now that she's taken her implants out. And I was like, okay, thank you. Thank you for all of these women that are so honest and so open about what life looks like after taking out their implants. And there's going to be times, you guys, there's going to be times when you go through this journey after having kids where you just feel like, okay, yeah, I can totally do this. And then you get down on yourself. I mean, it ebbs and flows, you know, there's certain parts of my cycle where my body looks different. And I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I really love this because you know, my boobs, they get swollen at certain parts of the month. And it's just like, oh yeah, no, this is really cool. And then in the other parts of the month, I'm just like back to being so super stinking deflated. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like pancakes, just total pancakes. Is If there are moms out there that have not breastfed and you're like not embarrassed, would somebody please tell me, does, does pancake syndrome happen to you even if you don't breastfeed after having children? I'd just like to know. I think all of my friends, we all have what we call pancake syndrome because I think every single one of my friends breastfed their baby. So we all just have the same horrific experience afterwards. But I don't know. I don't know if that happens to moms that don't breastfeed their kids. Nonetheless, we all have these issues after having children. And today's podcast episode is not to tell you that there's anything incredibly specific that you can do other than sit down and look at where your thoughts are coming from that are making you feel negative about your body and get down to the core of it. Figure out why you're feeling that way and address it head on. Like legit sit down and talk to yourself, talk to your husband, say all the prayers, girls, because I said all the prayers. And you heard what I came up with. I I hope that that's helpful for you. And I hope that you know that your body and my body and women's bodies were created to grow and birth humans, to get stretch marks, to gain weight, to lose shape, for their butts to lay on their legs, and for their boobs to turn into pancakes. This is what we were made to do. And you are allowed to look like that. And I am so glad that Target is finally on board. Target legit has models all over their store with zero photoshopping. You walk up to the picture and you see all the stretch marks. You see the butts on legs. You see it all. If they can do it, we can do it too. I hope this episode (laughs) was helpful for you. And I hope that on your journey, at some point, and some point really soon, that you begin to love the strong and bold and beautiful, healthy body that you're living in, and that blessed you with the babies that you have today. Hey, before you go, 
If today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram. Until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.